And the good news of Christ has been proclaimed in a powerful way. I'm glad this morning to be able to share my brief time of my sermon with others that will be sharing over by the chair in a few moments. But I just want to take a moment just to, to focus in on the power of the transforming gospel of Christ. Let's pray. Our gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O oh Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. I've appreciated and I hope you've appreciated the journey we've been on for these weeks leading up to Easter. And realizing that it's a, it's a, a most interesting journey. I wish I could say to you that the journey of following Christ is always going to be a wonderful, easy experience. But we know it's not. But I want to assure you on the journey that we have the very presence of Christ that will be moving with us as we journey through life. And for that, I thank him every day. Many people are looking for power these days, political power, social power. Though necessary, they pale in comparison to the real power, which is the power of God. The power of God to transform people's lives is astounding. I was trying to think of just one passage that would characterize the, this linkage of the, the cross and the resurrection. And I was moved to the book of Romans, which is one of the greatest books written in the Bible. If you ever want to, to study a book that gives you the full scope of what God desired to do with humanity in his, his great plan, his great plan of the gospel, read the book of Romans. But I'd like to look at just a couple verses put up on the screen there, and they're very powerful ones. Since Christ lives within you, even though your body will die because of sin, your spirit is alive because you have been made right with God. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in you. Just as he raised Christ from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. What we have there is a linkage together of the powerful reality of the cross with the resurrection and the empty tomb. And the first verse focuses in, if we can put that up again, it focuses in on being made right with God. The most important thing that we can experience in life is to be made right with God. But if we're going to be made right with God, it means that at some point we weren't right with God. And the reality is humanity, all of humanity, has chosen to reject God and go its own way. And what every human person does is what we call sin, which means we don't live in accordance with the purposes and the heart of God. It means that we miss the mark that God puts before us. And every one of us finds ourselves in some way alienated from God because of sin. And every one of us intuitively know, every human being intuitively knows if they really dig deep that they're just not right. Something is just not right. And if not, somebody else will tell you that you're just not right. I can guarantee you. They'll tell you. But because it's not right, the triune God before the creation of the world, this, this triune Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, these three distinct persons in one essence, as they were unpacking this creative world, realizing that there would be a time where human beings would walk away from him. They put in place a most magnificent plan. And the plan was that at one time in human history, the Son would step in, the God the Son would step into human experience, would live a life, live a life, show us the very nature of the Father, but more importantly, he came to reconnect us with God. You see, in the Old Testament, they had continually had to offer up and ratchet up, offering offerings all the time for their sins, animals for their sins, animals for their sins, the life of the animal for their life, constantly. And that was preparing us for the coming of the one, the Christ, who Hebrews says, once for all, offers himself, once for all, for all the sins of the world. 
And Christ came, and the, the whole reality of the cross is so that we can be reconnected with the living God. It's powerful. It's powerful that he was willing to die in our place. All we as sheep have gone astray, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And the powerful message of the cross is that we can be made right with God. For grace you've been saved through faith. It's not of yourself. It's a gracious gift. And only wants us to reach out and accept that unbelievable gift that he offers us, that he will take our place so that we can live life now and for all eternity. Folks, that's the good news of Jesus. But it doesn't stop there. It goes on to the resurrection. The resurrection. Powerful message of the resurrection. And we see in verse 11, that we might be made alive with a spirit who is living within you. Folks, the spirit of God, when we come to Christ, lives within us. You speak about the power in this world. How about the power of Christ and through the spirit of God that can transform your life and mine? That spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, the power to raise Christ from the dead, is the same spirit, folks, that has worked in your life and mine. If any of you struggle with addictions, you will realize, people who struggle with addictions will realize very quickly they can't make life on their own. They can't navigate. They need God. Every one of us has to come to the point in our lives where we recognize that we cannot navigate our lives. We need the power of the living Christ and the power of the Spirit in our lives. And it's amazing what he can do as he gently at times works on us to kind of produce the kind of qualities that he desires to be birthed in us. The same spirit who raised Christ from the dead is alive in you and me so that we can become on this journey of faith the kind of people that God intended for us to be from the beginning. That, in essence, folks, is the good news. The power of God at work in our lives through the transforming power of the cross and the uplifting power of the empty tomb. Amen. During each week of Lent, we have taken a little time of personal reflection and time to look at the work of change in our lives done by Jesus. It's been a good Lenten discipline to do this. But today, we're celebrating the glorious end of Lent and the beginning of the new story of Easter, his resurrection. So today, our response question in the bulletin was, what change are you celebrating this Easter? And we have a few people who are willing to come and change share with you the change that they're experiencing this year at Easter. And for some of you, you may have written a response and you don't want to come to the microphone, that's all right. During our Crown Him with Many Crowns, if you want to step up to the basket, the Easter basket, and put your card in there, feel welcome. Maybe you want to take your card to the table where we're going to share food and share it with someone there. But for this morning, we have a few people who have come and they're going to share and answer the question, what change are you celebrating this Easter? Um, during my um, transition into retirement, God has been molding and shaping my heart. And that's defined, and sometimes in a painful way, um, but that has been really because um, I needed to find more of my identity in Christ versus in my work life. And I would say even my security, too. And through this process, in the gift of time, he's opening new areas and opportunities for me to serve. And I look forward to this new season of life to see where he will lead me.
Well, I could cheat and uh, not read what's on my card and just say, this service. I mean, wow, what a service. Isn't this something? Um, But I have something short on here. Um, What I'm celebrating this year, um, and we've been here now for a couple of years, but uh, this is the first year that we are celebrating with you as members of this family. So that's for us. that the Lord led us here to Roseville Covenant to be a part of this family. Um, We've made so many great friends in the family of Christ through you all and your love and support. So thank you. I'm approaching the one-year anniversary starting uh, what's proven to be a very rewarding and demanding job as a hospice chaplain. Uh, So this... This year, the Hope Easter offers is a very palpable one. Um, As I remember the many people I have come to love very dearly and have lost in their families. Um, What am I celebrating? That a profound belief that death is birth. Last fall, I was given the opportunity to teach a new group of fourth and fifth grade boys that I've never dealt with before. I've never taught at that young of age, and I was scared to death. (laughs) And so I prayed, Lord, you're going to have to equip me for this age group because I'm not sure what I'm doing, and what I'm celebrating is that he did equip me. Hi. um, What change are you celebrating this Easter? That change for me is best described in the lyrics of actually a song by Switchfoot that my daughter played in the van as we were driving home, and this was hours after you, our church family, prayed over my son, Skip, um, and moments after we had given him the last hugs goodbye, um, sending him off to Turkey for at least a year. Um, Here goes the lyrics. Forgive the quaver in my voice. Okay. (laughs) Give me the strength to let go. Give me a hope to remember. Show me the way to go home. And as we've been thinking about those lyrics, All week long, my husband and I, we've also come to the conclusion that home for my son isn't necessarily our house anymore. It's wherever God may lead. Uh, My kids and I have been coming here for a little over two years. This is our third Easter here. And uh, this past year, I've gone through many, many changes. And through that, I've been blessed in so many ways through this church, through individuals, through choir, even though I'm not up there at the moment. I have uh, been blessed through my business, through people here uh, coming and helping at my job, and uh, I just am incredibly grateful for this church and the love and support that I've observed here. What I'm celebrating this year is um, having just come back from the Holy Land, just the impact of being there and how it has changed the way I read the Bible, how I react to what I'm reading. Um, Having walked in the footsteps of Jesus, walking that uh, Via Dolorosa, and going to the empty tomb, and celebrating communion together as a group was very impactful for me. And, And then the opportunity to be baptized in the Jordan River was incredibly moving for me. So I'm just celebrating Jesus um, and all that he has done. Having been there, I have, have a changed heart. Am I going to end 
words. On Friday afternoon, our good friend and brother in Christ, Rob Strandland, finished his struggle with cancer and went home to be with the Lord. Rob was not afraid to talk to anyone about the difference Jesus had made in his life. During the last months of his life, he had a compelling desire to share the good news of Jesus. So many people came to visit him, and he used that opportunity to explain them why he could pray, Thy will be done. Well, if our good friend Rob could answer this question this morning, what changes are you celebrating this Easter? I knew exactly what he would say. He would tell us that he is celebrating a wonderful healing, no more sorrow and no more pain. He would tell us that heaven is real. He would remind us of all who have sung about, all we sung about today, that it's true. Jesus is alive. He has risen from the grave. He would remind us that God's gift of grace and forgiveness is free. He would want us to all embrace that grace, especially on a day like this, that someday we too can experience what he is experiencing now. Perfect peace and the blessed Easter celebration ever. Amen.